This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, brought to you by Big O. Now through June 13th, get up to a $70 reward card on select Michelin, BF Goodrich, and Uniroyal Tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. A quick programming note. Chris Mannix was going to join us in this segment. We got our wires crossed uh, with Chris a little bit. And, uh, of course, he is world famous, so he has some uh, television obligations at the moment. So we're rescheduling. We're hoping Chris is going to join us tomorrow because we're eager to talk to him about the Danny Ainge situation because he's had some reporting even involving the Utah Jazz uh, surrounding that as uh, the Jazz being a possible landing spot for yeah. Danny Ainge as he steps down with the Celtics today. So we're, uh, we we definitely need to get a, in touch with Chris this week, and it looks like that'll be tomorrow. Um, busy day in Celtics land. Uh, for those of you that don't know, of course, uh, Chris has a national presence, but he also is uh, lives in Boston and is uh, covers the Celtics closely as well. So he's had a busy day today. He has, very tied in there. So, uh, yeah, we'll look forward to speaking with him ASAP. But I thought we'd, we'd still want to want to hear from a, a guest who is also world famous. So we thought we'd uh, we'd hear from Ben Anderson in this segment. Uh, he joined Hanson Scotty. Ben covers the Jazz for KSL Sports. He does terrific work. Uh, he was great today on with those guys, so we thought we'd give that interview a listen. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. First question. Uh, ben was asked if uh, it will be over tonight. Yeah, it is. Uh, you look back. You lost one closeout game at home since taking a 3-1 lead in a series. And this is truly at home. I'm not going to count last season when you were playing in Orlando. They've only lost it once in franchise history, a chance to close out a series up 3-1 at home in the first opportunity. And they still close that series out. And that was that crazy Dikembe Mutombo 1994 Denver Nuggets team that beat the Sonics in the first round. So, yeah, I think the Jazz are going to close it out tonight. They're just better than Memphis. Memphis doesn't know how to stop what the Jazz are doing. Memphis is trying to outshoot the Jazz from three, which is just a really bad idea. So I would be (laughs) stunned if the confidence level the Jazz have right now gets gets pushed away. You know, I know it's a little cliche, but it needs to be talked about because Donovan Mitchell has referenced that series against Denver so many times. I mean, random game against Indiana in January – He'll talk about, hey, look, we we're, you know, we gave up that 3-1. That's not going to happen again. It has been brought up so many times throughout the season. And you can tell that it's a point of emphasis with the team overall. But, boy, it is really stuck in Donovan's craw. And I can't imagine he doesn't come out and play well tonight. Well, I agree with you. I think he's going to come out and play big. And it looks like his minutes restriction is up to 35. And, you know, we've been waiting for Memphis to blink. And maybe that's what this last game was because John Morant was really only kind of average, I thought, in this last game. And, and that was the blink. And they're going to come out and try and punch the Jazz in the mouth. I, I think they'll be good. We, it, it's, just, it's been impressive how good Memphis has played for four games, honestly. And, and I would be surprised if they could do it for five straight games with their back against the wall, coming back to Utah. And if they do, you have to tip their hat that, that they played. You tip your cap to them because they, they've played so well and continue to find a way to do that. Generally, young teams don't do it for five straight games. But, but also... To Donovan Mitchell's credit, you know, he, he said they weren't going to come out and repeat what happened where they were up 3-1 and, and lost three games in a row. 
And the crazy thing is they haven't lost three games in a row all season. I mean, like, he's honestly put his money where his mouth is. They have done that. They, they have exactly bounced back the way that they said they would. It's not going to happen again. You're not going to blow leads like that. You're not going to, you know, go into these long stretches. You remember last year, the Jazz would win five games, and they'd lose five games, and they'd win ten games, and then lose four games right after. Like, they could not find any consistency other than being ultra inconsistent. That was the one thing they could count on was long winning streaks and long losing streaks. And that's just never been the case. They've just been as resilient as any team in the NBA this year through injuries, through drama on and off the floor, through whatever it could be. They just find ways to win games. And that's why after game one, they bounced back and won game two and then went on the road in what should have been a tough situation and probably felt like must-win games. And, and they, they won both of them. They did exactly what they had to. I think you referenced this on Twitter, and I was thinking the same thing when I saw, you know, when you're keeping track of the box score after the game. But Donovan Mitchell, it, was, was, it felt like he was really good in that game four, but didn't feel like that overpowering takeover the game for huge stretches. And then you look at the box score, and he had 30 points and I think eight, eight assists in that game. And, it, and, and it, it seems like superstars get to a point where even in a night where it doesn't feel like they're the – you know, biggest, baddest SOB on the planet, they still end up putting up a crazy stat line. It's kind of crazy to think Donovan Mitchell might be at that point in his career. Yeah, and it's just something, and I remember I used to talk to Jake Scott about this uh, quite a bit on the airways. It's just like, you just can't take this guy for granted. And it's so easy to do the way Jazz fans took John Stockton and Carl Malone for granted. And, and it, it, it makes sense why you do it, because it happens every night. And then it's no longer extraordinary. And when it's no longer extraordinary or out of the ordinary, you expect it. And so jazz fans are at this point where you think this kid who's on one and a half ankles right now, and, you know, I don't know what percentage his, his right ankle's at, but he's getting back. But, yeah, he put up 30 and 8, and I think he had, what, one or two turnovers? I mean, it's, it's an extraordinarily high level of basketball, and he's doing it at the highest level at the most important time of the season against Dylan Brooks, who's, you know, kind of broken out as one of the premier defensive wings in the NBA. And Dylan Brooks just has no idea what to do against Donovan Mitchell. And he was, you know, he wasn't good against Steph Curry. Steph had like 40 in both of those games towards the end of the season. But, you know, he showed that he can make life tough on people. And he just hasn't figured out a way to do it for Donovan Mitchell. So the Jazz never had a guy like this at this position who plays with this style of basketball. And he delivers very consistently and it's amazing to look back at what Damian Lillard did last night against the Nuggets and you know his record-breaking night he hit 12 threes and still you know Donovan Mitchell had 57 and Dame last night had what was it 55 53 so Donovan's playing at that level sometimes I think it's hard to see it when it's right in your backyard with that being said I I want you to hand out a series MVP to this point for the Utah Jazz Ooh, I'm gonna say Donovan and I think that can be a little bit crazy to say but the Jazz offense looked so bad for stretches other than maybe the first quarter and a half against Memphis in game one, and then it was so bad, and they gave up that big lead, and they were scrambling, and they really didn't know how to generate even good looks, and it was late shots, and it was bad turnovers. And Donovan Mitchell comes back, and it's just like Vicks vapor rub. I mean, just everyone starts breathing easily. <laughs> Everything cools down and gets so much smoother. It was so obvious once he was back on the floor how, how different the team operates, and Rudy Gobert for 82 games a season was, or 72 games a season was the Jazz best player. He changes the defense. He changes the offense. Every single coach talks about the pressure he puts on the rim and how hard it is to score against him and how you have to challenge him. And then when you get to the playoffs, you have to score. You have to get buckets. And the Knicks have learned it this year that if you don't have a go-to guy, it doesn't matter how good your defense is. You have to be able to find ways to get buckets when the other team is going to get them as well. So. Every time John Morant gets a basket, Donovan Mitchell has gone to the free throw line or has gone to layup or an and one or a three-point shot. So 
I'm still going to give it to Donovan Mitchell. I know he's played one fewer games, but you saw how big of a difference it was when he was on or off the floor. You know, when I'd, I'd get sick as a kid, I would try to fight through it because I hated that Vicks vapor rub, man. <laughs> Absolutely hated that. Because you get a sniffle, your mom would try to tackle you down. Like, you're getting that, you're putting that stuff on. I hated that stuff. Man. I hated that. Did I hated put on your or under your lip. Did they go really strong under the lip or, or right on the chest? Oh, just on the chest, yeah. And you can go strong. Like, you can do. Uh, you can do. Uh, what are those smelling salts and put it right on your nostrils if you really want to. Mm. Really want to clear things up. That'll clear you out in a hurry. Then your shirt would stick to your chest, and it was uncomfortable. Yes. I, dude, yeah. I, I yeah. totally remember. It's a horrible yeah. thing. Yeah, awful. Hey, uh, so with that said, uh, talk a little bit about Joe Ingles. Is is uh, averaging? I think I want to say twenty two, twenty three minutes in this series. Is this is this not a good matchup for Joe? Or are we getting the point where Father Time is? kind of diminishing the minutes for him a bit yeah i'm kind of i'm trying to figure out what it is here because he, he still has a positive plus minus and, and i don't you know you can't look it up game to game and say only well, had a positive plus minus he had a good yeah. game we know that's inaccurate but if every game he has a positive plus minus okay he's doing something right now he doesn't score he actually had what six rebounds and five assists or something in the last game so so he found a way to contribute somehow uh he doesn't score in the playoffs the way he used to. Certainly, if he's not in a bigger role, he did in game one because Donovan Mitchell was out and he had to. And then he moves to the bench, and he's not been as productive from a statistical standpoint. There's also just an enormous value, and I try to make sure I don't lose sight of this because you see so many guys who don't belong on the floor. And last year, the Jazz lost to the Nuggets because they were playing one or two guys 15 to 18 minutes who absolutely didn't belong on the floor, and it cost them so heavily when Rudy wasn't on the, on the floor that they lost that series. Joe can play 20 minutes a game or 25 minutes a game in the playoffs, which gives Mike Conley a spell and it gives Donovan Mitchell a spell so they can play so well for 30 or 35 minutes. And having Joe do that, and he's certainly not going to lose you the game in those stretch, is still really valuable. And it's worth his, what, $10.5 million contract he has. Being able to play playoff minutes is so valuable. Same with Derek Favors. He may not have huge numbers, so he's been really good in this series. But his ability to be on the floor as opposed to a Tony Bradley, who you really just can't play in the playoffs, is so valuable. And it's the difference between what we call you know, 82-game guys, which are those guys who are fine in the regular season, and 16-game guys, which are the guys you need to win 16 games in the, in the postseason. Derek Favors is a 16-game guy. Joe Ingles is a 16-game guy, even if his numbers don't match what he does in the regular season. So I do think there's value there. But I think it's fair to say, hey, it doesn't matter how good of a regular season he's going to have. You can't expect that production in the postseason. And it's also why we need to make sure we give Jordan Clarkson, I think, a ton of respect for what he does. Because, yeah, he wasn't very good in the first three games. He was really good in the fourth game. And he's just a, he's a hooper, as he likes to say. He, he just knows how to bring it to the floor when he can do his thing and, and, and was really good in the last game. And, and you're going to need that. And he really was a big part of that win. And I'm not sure Joe Ingles has been able to say that yet in this series. Ben, you've been watching this league for a lot of years, and I think you've got some really good background on watching the talent and watching the two conferences come together and the differences in conferences, watching the talent. I want, I want you to take all things into consideration, you know, the, the second-round series matchup, the Western Conference Finals matchup, and injuries and, and who's going to knock out who. With all that said, do you believe that the Utah Jazz have a team that can come out of the West? Do they have the talent that can come out of the West? Yeah, I was thinking about this yesterday, uh, now that you bring it up. just to, uh, Is there a great team this year that we're going to look back at as historically, you know, like how would, one, how would whoever wins this championship 
compared to, you know, the Lakers of the early 2000s or even the Dallas Mavericks teams uh, with Dirk Nowitzki that sneaked in and, and stole a, a championship or any of those Spurs teams. Like, how, how do these match up? Because the Lakers clearly are not it. And I know Anthony Davis is hurt, but even with Anthony Davis healthy, they just haven't looked like they've, they've had it this year. The Nets, like I said, I just think they're flawed. They're super talented. I just don't think they have this cohesion that a lot of those teams have. Uh, Boston is out. Milwaukee's good, but they only have one true superstar. The Jazz don't have a true superstar, but they've been the best team in the NBA all season. I I, I don't know if we have an all-time great team, but I do think that clears the road for the Jazz to get there. And look, the Jazz are doing maybe the smartest thing that anyone has done so far. And you've got to credit Justin Zanuck and Dennis Lindsay and, and Quinn Snyder and, and how they put this team together, which was be consistent, have continuity, rely on that because nobody else in the league has it right now and think that that's going to be an advantage on top of being a really well-built roster because, you know, it, it, it's got to be hard. You've been fans of teams, college football teams, NFL teams, whatever it is, where you just look down the line and you're like, well, how is everybody on the defensive line really good? Or, or how is everybody in the secondary good? They just have players everywhere. And you look at the Jazz and you say, okay, you got to survive the Donovan Mitchell minutes for the first, whatever, six or seven minutes of the first quarter. And then in comes Jordan Clarkson. It's just like, well, that's not a break. And Derek Favors, you know, or, or Rudy Gobert goes out, and then Derek Favors comes in. So it's just everywhere the Jazz turn, they have an answer. They have a good player who can play in the playoffs. So maybe the Jazz are the best team in the NBA. And maybe that regular season is legit because they're putting it on a good Memphis team. Memphis has had a lot of punches for the Jazz, and they've absorbed them and punched right back and look like they're in a really good spot to close out this, this playoff series and be the first team in the West to advance against a team in Memphis that I think is playing as well as some of these other you know, lower-tier Western Conference teams are. So the Jazz are really good. I think there's absolutely a chance for them to make the Western Conference Finals and, and, and make it past them. They have home court advantage throughout the playoffs. I think they're in a good spot. So uh, before we let you go, just looking ahead, I know the team can't do it, but we can to the next round. Uh, Dallas looked like complete control of that series, shooting the lights out, and then the Clippers woke up. Luka got hurt. Um, do you anticipate Dallas has a chance in this series or the Clippers now fully awoken and ready to go into round number two? It's a little scary that this Clippers team has some momentum because that's kind of the one thing that's always felt like it's prevented them from being great because, you know, guys would sit out games and rest games and they would take games off and then they would come back and they would just never be fully clicked together. Now, they've had to be really kind of weird in this series. They've had to go super small, which isn't going to work against the Jazz. I know people think, oh, just take Rudy out of the paint. You're just going to get killed on the offensive end. Or I should say, you know, when the Jazz are on offense, if you're going to let Rudy get dunks every game. So they're going to have to go back to Zubats and try and go big again. So it'll be different than what they're doing against Dallas. But if the Clippers lose two in a row and then run off four straight, they're going to come into Utah with a ton of confidence. So I think you would like to see Dallas come back in the series, have these teams both play tough, and then ideally play Dallas in the second round with a Luka Doncic who had to have this Herculean effort just to survive Kawhi and Paul George. And then you get them in Salt Lake where they've probably already accomplished their goal of getting the upset. And then you hope you just kind of can run past a team that's a little bit beat up. But the Jazz should still feel confident against whoever they play against. They're, they're going to have a couple of days off of extra rest if they can win tonight. I think the soonest that series could end is, what, Friday or Saturday. So the soonest the second round could start is Monday or Tuesday. I think the Jazz feel like they should be in pretty good shape going into the second round. I still think if you could, you'd probably prefer Dallas. Oh, yeah, I agree with that last part, big time. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think the Jazz will get the Clippers in round two. Yeah, that's the way to bet. And you're sorry for 
doubting me. Well, I mean, it did look pretty dubious there for it a did. while. You got to admit. But remember our discussion about whether or not it was the Mavericks or the Clippers. It was the Clippers. The thing about it, the thing about it is, uh, Jake. Really, when you, I don't know what's going to happen next with the Clippers. You know, this is. It's not like this hasn't been going on for a while. Do they all of a sudden forget how to play basketball again? Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't know what the cohesion level is. You know, obviously they have great stars, and uh, I I think beating them has the potential to be formidable. But but yeah, and and it could be. What Paul George do you get? I mean, yeah. Kawhi has been consistently yes. awesome, even yeah. in the two losses. Mm-hmm. But what Paul George do you get, and who you know? What do you get from the rest of the guys? Yes, they made exactly. an adjustment with Zubats, um, bringing him off the bench, which has been a good thing. Even though I think Zubats is a pretty good player, um, but I yeah, I mean it's it's a the Clippers are weird. There's that weird mental <laughs> thing going on. But they, I mean, they should mop the floor with Dallas, and they've started to. I think the Jazz would much, much, much rather get the team that doesn't play defense in the second round. You think that's why uh, Chris is ducking us today? Because he's saying the Clippers? Or... Yeah, he laughed at me when I... He did. Yeah, he laughed, he laughed at me. He laughed out loud. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. And I complimented him on his you did. Uh, ridicule. You enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, he didn't duck us, but he'll be with us as soon as we can get him. I said it at the time. I'll say it now. I've disagreed with Chris before. It's okay. Doesn't I don't need the the affirmation of people agreeing with me. I just know I'm right. And okay. also, it's you have to win four games, gentlemen. You do. You betting on Dallas? I, I I don't. It's illegal for me as an NBA employee to bet. Actually, you picking Dallas? <laughs> yes. Really? Why not? What do I have to lose? Your heart's not really in that pick now, is it? <laughs> oh, my heart's in it. That's what I want to see happen, because I want to see the Clippers cry themselves to sleep. <laughs> Why the hatred? Did you see what they did when they yes. when Max Kleber uh, tried to play defense against three of them? They, Kawhi dunked on him, and they flexed him on him and did, did tough guy stuff. And I just like the fact that Luka Doncic, for the first two games of that series— Made them look like uh, uh, f- uh, farces, and I'd like to see that more. Okay, it is a shame. Is it, farces the right word? Look like a is there like multiple a farces? Farce. Yeah. Anyway, don't talk. We got that. your point. Shut your mouth. Uh, it is unfortunate that um, big time injuries are are coming uh, back this year in the playoffs. Joel Embiid, he's got a partially torn meniscus, and they're not sure. If what he's do you make of uh, the NBA being blamed for that for the condensed season? Um, I mean, players voted on it. I don't. Feel, I don't know. If I, arms uh, here's were the, here's the thing. I don't feel bad for anybody at all. There's there's two sides of the argument. Of course, if you're going to condense the season, that's going to have some sort of effect on wear and tear on players. How could it not? But do I think it was wrong of them to do what they did to get this NBA season in the way that it has? Absolutely not. Yeah. I think they've done a good job doing the best that they can to get under the tough circumstances, under tough circumstances to get the best season possible. Yeah. And and I, I feel bad if that had something to do with Joel Embiid getting hurt. I really do. But we see injuries in the playoffs every year. True. And it's just unfortunately one of those those facts of life. I think all the NBA players, Joel Embiid included, should be given a tremendous amount of credit for pulling off one heck of a season when we weren't guaranteed that. And there was a lot that had to 
be managed and accomplished and all these sorts of things to get this amount of uh, this amount of games in, and they should be uh, celebrated for doing so. Well, and they're well paid. And what does that have anything to do with that? This, they're well paid. And that came into the play, I think, when the players voted to agree to it, obviously. But that sounds so nefarious. They should. That should come into play. Yes. They're, everybody's here to make money. This is a business. I, I Jake, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying. No, you come at it like, no, I just oh, said they're, they're well getting, paid. They're paid they're, no, I, they're well paid. Oh. And look, I'm the one who is the advocate for the players through the years, not you. Really? Especially those poor college players oh, you want to pick on all the time. And I hate a, amateurism. Pay those college athletes. Advantage of. Yet you were advocating that they could play a twenty-game college football schedule, no problem. No, I said they could. Yeah. Do, I said they could do what the what the football championship uh, level players do. And then you said, "Well, they play fewer games. How many fewer games do they play? Well, they play nine, ten. It was six this season. <laughs> well, yeah, but that doesn't count. But yet you're willing to just heap." You know, games onto these players play more and more. Ask the players you're if fine. they want to. You're do fine it. with Ask it. Ask the players the, if they want the to. The player do it. advocate Jeez, that that agree, that thinks that uh, college athletes are being exploited Ask wants me. to just add games willy nilly. Just, 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 just let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> for, really, for the good of our Ad, relationship, let's advocate. just not. Let's not even go. There. The players should have wanted in the NBA to salvage as many games as possible because it does put money into their pockets, which, after all, is the point. Indeed. So if they consider which was that, my point. if they were to consider that, it's not some sort of some evil thing. I didn't say it was evil. The I just way said you that were talking you about said it. Said you said celebrate them, and I'm saying they are celebrated because they're getting paid. Well, they did it for the money. They didn't play for the love of the game. They're doing it for the oh, money. Oh, and you think they're playing for the love of the game? No, I don't. Never my point. All right, you bring up. Oh, Paid. Like some, so you're arguing with me for agreeing with oh, you. Okay. We'll have more coming up next. Jake's, Stay Jake's tuned. Got the uh, captain of the Skyline debate team over well, there. Want to remind you, Rough <laughs> Tough sets the industry standard for custom seat covers for cars, trucks, SUVs, and UTVs. Get the best fit seat covers for the make, model, and year of your vehicle and do some business with a Utah company since 1976. Check them out today. RoughTough.com. That's RoughTough.com. Gordon, you should get some custom sheepskin for the uh, for the uh, Maserati. <laughs> I may look into that. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Stay tuned. More next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point belt. Jazz can close out the Grizzlies tonight here at Vivint Arena. They have a three games to one lead in the series. Mike Conley says last year's uh, series versus the Nuggets has the Jazz extra focused. Well, yeah, you know, I'm, we, we obviously remember that um, that feeling that we had last season. And uh, it's not something we want to experience again. I think this team is different. I think the circumstances are a little bit different. Um, I think a lot of guys, are, like you said, Boyan's back. I think, you know, another year for me to be kind of comfortable in the situation I'm in and JC and Fave. I mean, we just got a, I think we got a different team, different mindset. Um, I think we'll, you know, hopefully be able to, 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 you know, get our minds focused on business and, um, and not let this one uh, slip away like we did last year. 
Tip-off tonight set for a little after 7.30. David Locke and Ron Boone will have all the action for you. We'll be out on the plaza for the pregame show out front of Vivint Arena starting at 6.30. This update brought to you by our friends at Syringa Networks. You're locked on to the big show presented by Big O Tires. Just doing it big, you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Uh, let's see here, four games in the NBA tonight, Gordon. Uh, going on right now, the Wizards are at the Sixers. Uh, Philly currently has a three games to one lead in the series. Washington up right now, 27-24. No Joel Embiid tonight for the Sixers. I mean, Philadelphia is still going to win this series, right? I would think so. Even but, we saw the we saw the Wizards play late in the season when they beat the Jazz. I'm telling you, that team looked like it had some potential to me. Well, I mean, they've got a couple of players in Beal and Westbrook that are productive NBA players. I mean, they're not a slouch team by any means. But yeah. the thing with the Wizards are it's, beware the team that underachieves because eventually they're going to be, you know. <laughs> Underachieve again? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying eventually they're going to achieve. I mean, oh, the, I the, the Warriors were the worst team in the league for what the first, I don't know, 10 games of the year, 15 games of the year. I mean, they were dreadful, could not get a victory. And then at the end of the year, they were playing great. So you think that uh, the Wiz could come back and win? No. Not <laughs> not down this much. I mean, they they were down 3-0, so they'd have to win four consecutive games, and that's just a tall order. But Embiid is such a good player. And Ben Simmons is not. I got you. But <laughs> are you going to pick the Wizards? Are, to are you win, ringing that bell still? <laughs> to uh, rattle off four in a row? I mean, that, that'd be a tall order for anyone. Yeah. Anyone except for the Nuggets against the Jazz last year. No, see, stop that because this is, would be coming down from 3-0, not from 3-1. The Wizards were down 3-0. Yeah, but it's 3-1 now. Right, but it was 3-0, <laughs> Gordon. That's why winning four in a row? <laughs> Pretty hard. You know what's more difficult than winning three in a row? Winning four in a row. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Nigh on the yes. impossible, huh? Uh, the other games tonight, um, this one just about to get underway, uh, is the Hawks and the Knicks. Uh, Atlanta with the three games to one lead in the series, this game in New York. I kind of would expect the Knicks to come back and get that one, but I, do I think the Hawks will end up winning the series? Yeah. I think the Hawks are the much better team, yeah. even though the record was the same in the regular season. I think they've got a little more talent. Uh, what what Julius Randle is doing with the Knicks is is really amazing. Good for him, but I don't I don't think they have enough. Oh, if Trey goes for four points like he did against the Jazz, maybe it was three three. <laughs> 
make sure and get that one <laughs> That's right. That's right. I got the four mixed up with the 40 I predicted him yeah. to score. But the, your point, though, that's not the norm. Trey Young, pretty good. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, Atlanta has got a a good team, but they've got a chip on their shoulder with all this drama with yeah. the New York fans and stuff. You see what uh-huh. Capella said about how basically <laughs> called the Knicks all fake tough guys. <laughs> yeah, this is what happens in the playoffs. Isn't it? We've seen this so many times before when there's all this bickering back and forth. I think Atlanta uh, seals the deal. Yeah. Tonight? tonight? Oh, on the road, huh? I do. Okay. Which is good because then we don't have to talk about the Knicks anymore. <laughs> you asked earlier who, which teams you like to see lose. This was off the air, but yeah. yeah I, I asked Austin off the air what uh, what is the one team in sports he most likes to see lose. Do you? I mean, the Knicks have been so futile for so long. Still that, fun watching them lose. Yeah, because they're in New York, right? Yeah. What's your favorite team to watch lose, Gordon? I don't. I don't really have any. You know. Maybe your Expos. Other than that, no. Okay. Well, that's an answer. No, I, the, I don't really. Because your Mud Hens are my number one. <laughs> the Blue Hens knock it off. Love watching the Mud Hens lose. Uh-huh. Uh, love watching Michigan lose. Why? Well, love watching the Lakers lose. Why Michigan? I just always dislike Michigan. Okay. I, I dig. I dislike really the Big Ten overall, but Michigan kind of spear spearheads that for me. More than Ohio State. Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's Michigan. <laughs> there doesn't need to be a reason. There right? doesn't need to be a reason. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What about BYU? You've always hated the Cougars. No, right? thank you for that. No, it's actually good for us and the station when BYU, <laughs> Utah, the Jazz, Utah State, for that matter, when I'm they win. I'm just trying to get you in trouble. Ah, appreciate that. All right, and then the other game besides the Jazz tonight, 8 o'clock tip, Mavericks-Clippers. Uh, 2-2. And obviously that's a game that should be of interest to all Jazz fans because whoever wins that will be their next opponent. Uh, If we're assuming the Jazz will close out, uh, learn from last year's mistakes, and uh, put the hammer down. You want to take a guess at what the Magic Vegas predicting wizard has this game at? Which one? The Mavs Clippers, the one we're currently talking about. I would imagine the – yeah, but I brought up the Jazz. So – I, I imagine the Clippers would probably be favored by, I want to say, four and a half? Seven and a half. Ooh. All right. They must be convinced that uh, they've got it together. Who? The Wizard? No. <laughs> the Clippers. Are we? Are we? Hello? Are we in the the, the cone of you silence? Said, you here? said they must be convinced that they have it together. I asked who the they Clippers, was. The, because so the Clippers seven, must be convinced seven, the Clippers have it together. <laughs> no, the Vegas Wizards. That's what I asked. Yes, but I was talking about the Clippers because they're <laughs> seven and a half point favorites. By the way, the Jazz nine and a half Woo. point favorites over the Grizzlies. Has there been a game all season in the postseason thus far? I mean, in the postseason that uh, a team has been that heavily favored? I honestly don't know. I'm not yeah. a. I'm not a degenerate. <laughs> Let's get Scotty on the line. Scotty would know. He, he knows everything. Double digit. Well, as you know, double digit spread in in the playoffs in the NBA is a huge, huge spread. So I, I would guess that we've seen. Very few, if any, bigger than nine and a half. Yeah. There. Is that, that, is yeah. that okay? Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. Is that all right? Yeah, but I, I, it's, it's remarkable to me 
Uh, somewhat. And maybe it's just because I'm being a little bit skeptical, but the fact that the Jazz have moved up as the favorite in the West and they're nine-and-a-half-point favorites in tonight's game, folks must be buying in because you know how those lines are set, Jake. You know that better than I. I do. So, I mean, they're trying to even out the money. So, I mean, folks must be believing in the Jazz now. Against the Grizzlies, anywho. Yeah, okay. And not quite believing in the other teams they were believing in before. Is that more it? Yeah, that's probably at least part of it. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Number one. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey guys, Jake here from my friends at Peach Building Products. And they are absolutely amazing. We're so excited to partner with them. Uh, Their owner, Cindy, is just terrific. She's a huge jazz fan. And she really prioritizes having happy customers. They're a locally owned and operated company, passionate about what they do, and they want to help out Zone listeners. They're the premier window and door retailer, combining beauty and technology on windows and doors since 1993. They do custom work, which is amazing. Maybe there's something specifically that you want or are looking for or a look you need or a window size, or maybe you want to do an indoor-outdoor space, which is so popular, and you want to look into having those window doors. They can do it all, and they do it with the best customer service in town. They talk to people. It's a priority. If you call them, they will answer and you will speak with a human being. The customer is what is most important to them, and we know that that is rare in today's business climate. No high-pressure sales. They're a turnkey window company from sales to installation. No subcontractors, no ghosting. They will get you taken care of. And when they install your windows and doors, they've got guarantees designed to bring peace of mind to satisfied customers. They also have 0% interest financing. That's available. Find out what they can do for you. You can call them, 801-556-1255. That's 801-556-1255. Go to their beautiful showroom. 2940 South, 300 West, right there in Salt Lake City. Very easy to get to. Or check them out online, peachbuildingproducts.com. That's peachbuildingproducts.com. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Some of those that work forces draw the same that burn crosses. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thanks for making us a part of your day. We've got uh, Jazz Basketball tonight, 7.30 tip. Pre-game begins at 6.30. We're going to be out on the plaza 
uh, in front of Vivint Arena. I wonder if uh, tonight's going to be like uh, games one and two when we were celebrities spotting in the crowd. Remember we saw all those celebrities? I don't know. You don't know like you don't remember, or you don't know if that's going to happen? I don't know if that's going to happen. Okay, good, because I was concerned about you there for a second. <laughs> no, uh, uh, but, uh, okay, answer me this question. That Vegas line at nine and a half points, Jazz are the favorite tonight. Uh, you going more or less than that? Oh, man, because I do think the Grizzlies are going to play hard. I don't think they're going to come out and go away. I mean, there's nothing that we've seen in this series that would indicate that, right? I mean, they've been down, you know, pretty good in the second half and still fought back. So Nine and a half is a lot. Yeah. But the Jazz, have, you know, when they're hitting, when they are on and they are clicking and that offense is doing what it's it's capable of doing, well, I mean, it wasn't nine and a half was just about what their 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 margin was all season long, right? Right. I think I think it was right on that, wasn't it? Or something not, like with that. Nine point four or something. Yep. So, uh, oh, I get it. It's different. It's the playoffs, and it's a closeout game, uh, or potentially. So, uh, yeah, it should be a, a brawl. Let me ask you this: outside of Rudovan, who has a big game tonight? You know who's been absent? Uh, well, not absent, but has not uh, made his presence felt quite as much as Joe Ingles. I wonder if he could reemerge. He uh, just has, you know what? The weird thing about Game Four in particular, just that game for a second, his shot attempts. Yeah. You know how long, Gordon? We've talked how about many four. You had two threes. That's it. Two. Two. Yeah, he had two <laughs> three-point attempts. <clears throat> now listen, that. You know, that was a sports radio complaint about Joe Ingles for years. He needs mm-hmm. to shoot more. He needs to shoot more. When was the last time we had that chat? He he shot plenty this year. Yeah. But now we're back to two attempts is not enough for a guy that shoots that well from three. I agree. And in the first game, it seemed as though the, the Grizzlies were making a concerted effort to, to uh, give him a big old bear hug, you know. But since Donovan's returned, we thought that was going to free Joe up to to do his his uh, his magic from from those from that three point line, and it really hasn't happened. Uh, Gordon, real quick, just because we haven't talked about this today, and it's uh, huge national news, so I just want to get your thoughts on it. Not that we have to spend multiple segments, but Coach K was announced today. He, this will be his last season coaching the Duke Blue Devils, and then he will retire. Your thoughts. A great career, and he, you know, a uh, terrific career. I, mean, I don't know if the guy cheated. I, I don't know. But he had a fantastic winning uh, percentage. And uh, I'm not a Ducator. I, I don't know. A lot of people are. Are you a Ducator? I don't no. even know. Uh-uh. You being from uh, having connections to that part of the country. No, I, I'm fine with Duke. You know what I don't like, though? I don't like the farewell tour retirement. Oh, yeah. I don't like yeah. the, I'm going to retire a year from now, so the all of you have an yeah. entire calendar year to kiss my tuchus. Do you think that's coming from him, or do you think that's institutional somehow? Somebody wanted him to, to do it this way. He could turn it down. <laughs> no, no, he wants it this way. <laughs> but if you asked him, he would probably, oh, oh they begged no, me yeah. to do another, just so, so you know, it was good for the university. I know Austin being the way he is about Duke, I wonder what you think about the farewell tour. Uh, it's coming way too late. 
It should have been done about twenty years ago. I don't Good like riddance. the I don't like the farewell tour for anybody though. I you know I know you know Kobe rest his soul. I didn't like it with Kobe either. The first one I really recall was, was Kareem, wasn't it? See, you know what's funny is I I remember Kareem's. Yeah. Because we were going to Charlotte Hornets games at the time, and they got him a rocking chair for yeah. his retirement. I think a bunch of a bunch of if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, didn't the Jazz give him like a rifle or something? I don't know. A rifle. I could be wrong on that. They gave Kobe skis, right? I don't. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure they. They're did. just handing out firearms. But right? I, I don't like the retirement <laughs> tour. Just you know what? When it's time to retire, just go for it. You know, we don't need the the year of of. Oh, you're just a year's the a bit much. I could maybe handle a, few, a couple of weeks or a year. Yeah. All right, uh, and also. We need to do a little uh, uh, 20 seconds of baseball All right, uh, here uh, in this time, segment. Um, Austin, is uh, uh, you're prepared, Austin? You're ready to roll? Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's get to it. It's time for 20 seconds of baseball. And now it's time for 20 seconds of baseball with the big show's Austin Horton right here on the Zone Sports Network. The Bees are off tonight. They'll start a six-game series at Tacoma tomorrow with the next homestand starting Thursday, June 10th. The Padres are dealing with drama after the shortstop and left fielder ran into each other. They exchanged words in the dugout before being separated and given medical attention. And Diamondbacks broadcaster Bob Brindley has apologized for a comment he made about Marcus Stroman's head covering last night. Stroman believed the comment to have racial undertones. Woo! Wow. He's getting so good at that. That was a real serious story to wrap that up with. <laughs> Back to you guys. Uh, 20 Seconds of Baseball brought to you by our friends at Peach Building Products. For more than 25 years, Peach Building Products has been providing superior quality windows, doors, and customer service to the Wasatch Front. Call them today, 801-566-1255. That's 801 801- 566-1255 for all of your window and door needs. I have a question. How do you hit that so precisely? You used to Fear. All, you used to run over and run short. Now you're this is like three times in a row you have yeah. been right on the button. Fear of disappointing you. <laughs> yeah. I know that's not it. So what is it really? <laughs> I guess I'm that damn good. <laughs> Practice. Yeah. I'm impressed. Are you? Yes. <laughs> that hurts him to do that. If this impresses compliment. you, though, that's you, you need to maybe up your game of what will impress you. I thought it was very and, – and he does it he, – he gets a lot in. I in try to do it in seconds. one breath. I haven't, I haven't quite done how, that uh, How are your fills doing right now? Oh, they've been, they've been slumping since May 8th. What's, what's their record? I think they're 25 and 30 or something like that now, just ahead of you and the Angels and your Expos. Uh, they they've lost like four of they're like four and thirteen or something since May eighth. What's their differential? What do you mean? Run differential. I don't know. Some uh, fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they win, maybe I'd you know. Pay What's attention. Bryce Harper's war? Oh, I think I don't know. It's, Zero. He's, he's really. Str- I mean, mm-hmm. look. It. it I, I've seen better times as a Phillies fan. You have. <laughs> seen worse times, too. All right, wrapping up a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming up next, Jazz Game Night pregame show. Coach Lacombe, myself, we're going to be out on the plaza in front of Vivint Arena. In fact, Gordon, I have uh, uh, just a couple of minutes to get from here, our studio, 
down to where we're broadcasting. Do you think I'll make it? Yes, you will. Wow, confidence in me. I appreciate you that. You can do it. I'll say you won't. Austin doesn't believe what, in me. What, do you think he's going to trip and fall? Hey, let's not jinx me now. I mean, the man can't eat or drink without spilling, so. That is true. Look, I've, can got, he, a, <laughs> I've got a stain on my white shorts. Can he make it from level five to three unscathed? And a know. couple of uh, entrances over. And you might run into people you know and they want to talk to you. I'm not yeah. popular. That's <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah, that is going to happen. That's really You're going to have to be rude. No. Well, I'm always rude, so that's why <laughs> people don't, them. That's why people don't want to talk to me. Knock people out mm. of the way. All right, Gordon. Well, you enjoy the game tonight, sir, and I'll catch up with you tomorrow on the big show. We're going to be at the warehouse tomorrow, so folks, get out and join us. All right. I'll look forward to it, and we'll see what happens tonight. Big show, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone.